welcome to Flamenco Attitude. This is the weekly podcast that brings you all things flamenco. And for all of our returning listeners, you would know that in the past we have covered topics like flamenco art, key years in the flamenco history as well. Uh, we have talked about various albums. Um, especially for Marcos's collection. And we have even talk, dedicated an episode to his teacher, Pepe Martinez. For anyone who is new, you can go back uh, on whatever platform you're listening to us and you can re-listen to those episodes. Much more to come. And of course, we're delighted to bring you anything that we can think of related to the culture. Now, I mentioned Pepe Martinez uh, a minute ago. And in this episode, we will definitely mention him again because today we're covering another village as we do throughout season eight we're going to talk about moron de la frontera so we're gonna explore the place as we did with jimena and with cadiz as well uh, we'll find out why pepe didn't want marcos to go there some interesting stories from the gazpacho which we have covered before and also what happens when Marcos goes to yet another radio station, this, this time a bigger one, with more microphones? Radio Moron. Radio Moron. Let's dive into today's episode. This is Moron de la Frontera. Yeah, I mean, I probably because I bought all these famous uh, books that are written in English by Don Porin, I had a fascination that... I want to go to Moron. Why? What did you read? What what really drew you to Moron? Was it? Well, um, do you know, it's 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 as corny as this. The photographs in the books are enough to make you want to go there, where people play flamenco, but they've got um, saucepans on their heads and things like that. <laughs> How is it different? Because uh, pretty much every single village in Andalusia that I look at on Google uh, is has white houses, has a mm like a big square yeah and of course there are differences but that's pretty much on face value was there something completely unique that caught you up well there is because morong well, they, there's an old expression they say el canti de utrera mm -hmm. la guitarra de morong and they play the guitar in a very special way now i don't know why but pepe used to say to me no 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 just you don't want to go to morong but I was a young man, so the more he said this, I thought, no, I'm going to go tomorrow. Did he give find... you an explanation why? Well, was pro he probably because he wanted me to stick to the style of, of playing that he wanted me to do and not the way that uh, other people play there, coming from uh, Diego del Gastor, mm -hmm. this diff very different style, which you've seen because you've been around Ignacio, who, who is a nephew of... of of Diego, and you've seen it's a very, very different style of playing. Yeah. Um, now, what was it like? Okay, <clears throat> I presume I went there by coach, and then you presume. I, well, I you know, and then I get in a in in a in a in a taxi, um, a Mercedes taxi of about you know a hundred years of age, <laughs> <laughs> and it struggles to get up that incline to to take me to uh, a place uh, where I was going to stay. Yeah. Which, which is opposite the, the, the town hall, one of the most famous flamenco places that no longer exists now, La Fonda, La Fonda de, de, de Nino. And I arrived there and <clears throat> I've got, you know, very good guitar with me. And obviously... You, you were very keen yeah, on the good guitar. Well, obviously Nino thinks, hmm... 
Is it the guitar that you have now no, in your no, living room? No, no, it's, it's kept under, under lock and key. What's the point of keeping an instrument under key? Well, an instrument is to sing, to play. Well, well. So I, I start playing, and I could tell that Nina was listening because he's a very flamenco man. And he's in all the great films that we looked at. He's the little boy uh, jumping up with Diego del Gastor as he walks through the streets. Right? So then I go out to the marketplace with my guitar and I keep looking behind me. And I suddenly realise that I've got a detective behind <laughs> Nino is on the case. He's, yeah. he's following me. Every, he's your Megre or something. He's looking. Yeah. <laughs> and we became uh, wonderful friends. We still are today. Uh, uh, he gave me, uh, you know, an, an incredible present only recently. So, and in fact, the, this chain that I've got here round my neck is from Nino. Nino is uh, one of the most incredible people of Morong. Now you've got to realize that Morong is hardcore. We say es un pueblo con flamenco, and there's hardly a single person in Morong that doesn't either dance, sing, or play the guitar. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's full on. So you can go to other villages where nobody knows how to do flamenco at all, but Morong is very different. And of course, it's it had its hey, heyday in, in the uh, in the sixties when this writer, who, who was originally a man working for the the, the American uh, forces, set up this finca where people could come from all over the world, and he would show them real flamenco with people yeah. like Fernanda de Utrera, etc. Who was this man? Well, I mean, he was a former military person that took up the guitar, and, and then he bought this uh, place in Morong, Espatero, uh, and advertised uh, experiences. And his books in English are, are the most famous. You know, he wrote The Art of Flamenco, Lives and Legends of Flamenco, etc., etc. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were introduced to two young people. Yeah, I mean, um, Nino said to me once I got them, you've got to come and see these two little boys. They're mad on flamenco. And at the time I was playing a lot of kind of more modern, you know, we call them falsetias, little licks and stuff. And I, we went up this steep hill because Morong is all these steep hills up and they came out of their house with their father and they sat on the doorstep and they were in awe because I was playing him just these little things and they just thought oh this is wonderful you know and of course now we know you've met one of them David El Galli who's mm -hmm. now a number one flamenco singer you've seen him in person we have started talking about David El Galli very <laughs> yeah, often yeah, in yeah, our yeah, podcast yeah. and his brother Lorin who plays the guitar very well runs the best Restaurant in Morong. The best restaurant there is. Yeah, beyond doubt. Beyond doubt. But he can play if he wants to. <laughs> and all the flamenco people uh, go there. Everyone's there. Yeah. Tourists as well. Oh, yeah, not just tourists, but all the famous ones that you know from the films and all of this, they come and want to dine there. So he is, in a way, competition to Pepe Martinez because Pepe is a cook. Plus a guitarist, well, plus know, everything. But, um, but, I mean, sadly, Pepe left us quite some time ago, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, 
but there are studios in Moron where some of the top artists come to make a new video or, or whatever, and they they say, where, where are you going to eat? Castellor in Londres. Let's talk about... Um, I don't think we have mentioned the Gaspatro f- for pretty much uh, since our episode on um, posters, when we were reviewing the posters in your house. And first one was from... Um, 2014 Moro de la Frontera, obviously at the Gaspacho. Yeah. You have some good memories there, don't you? Well, <clears throat> the Gaspacho, people think of the Gaspacho, uh, they, they think it's a, a cold soup. It's not. <laughs> gaspacho, it is in a way. No, no, Gaspacho is Gaspacho. Nothing to do with soup. What, what is it then? Well, it's liquidized tomato, cucumber, uh, vinegar, oil. AKA soup. A little bit. No. No, no, no. Liquid, Marcos, liquidized <laughs> vegetables well, is usually uh, a soup. Well, no, it, people wouldn't like it being called a soup, but never mind. Because if you have a soup, you tend to have it in a bowl. The gazpacho you drink from a glass. It's a refreshing drink. I've seen people drink gazpacho, what we call gazpacho, yeah. from, you know, a, yeah. a carton, carton yeah. box yeah. In, a, in a glass. yeah. yeah. So when I, I went, had one great night in, in the Gaspacho, because the Gaspacho is moved uh, all the time, its location. It used to be in the Alameda, and then it transferred to the Plaza de Toro, the ball ring, and now it's moved again to outside the town hall, but we won't go into that. So when I went to this one in, in, the, in the ball ring, it was amazing because the smell of those tomatoes and everything. So everybody gets served, or did in these times, a glass of gazpacho as part yeah. of the festival. And I was backstage with the artists, but the, the um, an amazing artists on, on that day, Jose Manesse. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might want to play a little track of him there. But afterwards, as I've told you, there's a tradition that the artists gather in a ring and just perform for themselves. So all the people that are in this uh, club, discotheque, that's inside, built inside the, uh, the bull ring, they, they knew this was happening, right? And they thought, hang on a minute, this is, this is, where, the this real, is, this is where the real action <laughs> takes place, yeah. right? So they all rushed out to come and gather around to see what was going to happen. And it was amazing, you know, every, all of us had to do one little thing, you know? But then the most extraordinary thing happened. One of the people that was obviously related to uh, the, the American base from years ago, a very young girl, we've got a tight ring and she somehow jumps into the ring, into the middle and pulls off. And of course, if you don't do this well, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. The most incredible piece of dancing. How long ago was that? Oh, we're talking about 10 years. Yeah. And then within about... Two minutes, she was gone. She'd achieved her aim. Mm. Yeah? And it was extraordinary, you know. So the gazpacho has changed a lot, because, um, as you know, I, I know lots of people, so I, I took uh, Lolly, a, a person who's closed her bar in another part of, of Morong, I said, listen, do you want to go to the gazpacho? Oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Well, don't you worry. So it's, it's I'll get you a ticket. It's a venue. Yeah, it happens way. once a year. Yeah. 
uh, sometimes over one day, two days. Well, you're looking at a poster right opposite you there. Yeah, we we obviously have dedicated an episode of posters. Yeah, yeah. So the gazpacho is a, a very important thing, um, and you know it goes, it, it changes. And again, in another venue, less flashy though, you um, played with Diegito, but a less flashy venue. Yeah, I mean, Diegito is a legend, obviously, coming from Diego del, del Gastor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we had an afternoon once, he's the most amazing player, and we just went to a barn. <laughs> yes, it's, and it's nothing to do with the legend of the Gaspar, it's just a barn. Just no, yeah, and... He said, yeah, you know, and I said, God, you've got some good licks. And he mm. said, you've got some good licks. You show me this lick, I'll show you yeah, this lick. Yeah. And we just played all afternoon, very hot afternoon. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, dear Gito will live for him forever. Yeah. I mean, I think what you should, to play the inspiration of this, is play a track from Song de la Frontera. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but how did you, how did you end up in, end up in this bar? Was it, you know, somewhere in the uh, town itself? Yeah, it's right in the centre. And he said, come on, let's... You just went in there. Yeah. That's, you know, this is a quiet place where we can just swap uh, playing guitar. How long had you known him at this point? Oh, I'd known him for about 10 years. Yeah. 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 So he's a wonderful pl- wonderful player. Yeah. I mean, if you can find a track of, of him, that would be even better. But, uh, you know, I hopefully would. Um, Diego. We we talked about it recently. You told me that um, obviously you met him. Um, was it last year, a couple of years ago? When you I see him every year. You see him every year, yeah. and he he's obviously keen to play still and everything. I don't know how much he's, he's played. I've I've only recently seen that he was playing. Oh yes, uh, literally only last week he was playing. <laughs> he was playing. He was playing. Yes. Where? He was playing with with, with uh, people that you know that are coming to Oxford. Yeah. Yeah. Who's coming to, to our festival in Oxford? I mean, at this point, Marcos, I lost track of who's coming and who's going. Maybe you can help me out. Well, uh, he was playing with um, Paco de Amparo. Uh, and, you know, he was gathered in a, in a, in a group. Yeah? yeah. Also, we're going to talk about... This is just another one. Another one of your great stories. How do you, how do you get involved with swimming pools? Well, because we're talking about the, the pueblo. Yes. One of the most important things in Morong is it the swimming? Is the outdoor swimming pool? <laughs> yeah. We have another story about involving a swimming pool, but I think we're going to keep we're it for another. One, yeah. We're going to keep for another. Yeah. So to, you go there on a Sunday, and you have a wonderful uh, fish and chips and fried peppers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's essentially your vacation. Yeah. Yeah. But you go there. I used to go there with Nino. Who's Nino? Nino de la Fonda. Nino de la Fonda. Yeah, he, he's one of the most. He's a he's a man who writes poetry for the Carnaval. Mm-hmm. Everything. He's one of the legends of Morong. And we go there in in his car. It's the days of cassettes, and he'd have that cassette at maximum volume of yeah. the Camarong. Yeah. With all the windows down, as we sped off to the swimming pool, showing that we were. How do people react, Marcus? Well, they quite like it. They go, oh, oh hey, and they, they put their hands out. Yeah. 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 And then you go, I, I know what you've done. You probably went into the swimming pool with your guitar and 
started yeah. an impromptu. Is that what you did? Yeah, is we, that just, what we, we, we just play. Yeah. Yeah. In Morong, playing the guitar is, uh, you know, it's a great thing to do. I don't think we've talked about Nino de la Fonda actually a lot. Um, who is he? Like, is he somebody who's, um, in a way, one of the top flamenco artists? No, he's, he's not. I mean, he can play flamenco. Yeah. And he has an act where he, he has a very interesting act where he impersonates a torero, a bullfighter, mm -hmm. and he make, he has a big high chair and where his, his legs don't touch the ground. And all <laughs> what <of that>. is <laughs> this? <laughs> but um, no, he's more, he can play good flamenco. Yeah. But he's more of a, he can do a comedy act as well. So Just more it, of an he, he combines everything. More of an actor then. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. So the, even this is a tradition from Moron. Yeah, yeah. Other artistic. Yeah. And he used to run when I first went there. The telephone exchange, and you won't remember this is where you had to actually go in and ask, "Can I get a number, please?" And he would say, "Yeah, go to cubicle number one or two. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, these things don't exist anymore. Oh, no, they may do. I don't know. But so that's another job he used to do. <laughs> So you have to tell me what is finca? Yeah. Because I'm not familiar with that word. It's a sort of country estate. And again, Nino was involved in it. Yeah. Uh, Nino's got a wonderful country estate, Roseleja. Ah. Yeah. And you've been there? I've been there. Tell I went there in the old days with the, what we used to call the gang, uh, Bastian, Domingo all these different people, we go out there and this man, Bastian, who had a clothes shop in, in the centre of Morong, even used to have underneath the glass where he sold everything, pictures of, of me playing in this finca outside. Now, I'm going to challenge you on this because you yeah. say they're playing flamenco for 24 hours without a break. That's difficult. Oh, it's not just that. I mean, I went there with, with my wife, and she loved it because you could just go into the into the pool and watch the beautiful countryside. Yeah, but what we're doing is not just playing; we're playing. We've got the CDs on, and we've got the flamenco television on, yeah, all simultaneously. Yeah, but Marcus, I can't, I can't believe you play for twenty four hours. Oh yeah, but that's play. that's what they, that's, you know. If you're into flamenco, it's what you do. You play yeah. for 24 yeah. hours without yeah. a break. And then we had some clams. Yeah, but how is that? Well, so it's not without a break then. It's not without a break. I was going to say, this is insane. Um, I'm glad that you had some something to eat. You did. Well, that, that, then it is with a little bit of a break. Would yeah. you agree? Well, a small break. Well, but there is some. I was getting a bit concerned about you. Uh, moving on to... Well, let's talk about this, actually, because you told me this as I arrived. You said it's not a problem in Andalusia to sleep under the open air because it's quite hot anyway. So you're going to tell me about the story. Yeah, well, <clears throat> a friend of mine, Bastian, who ran the shop, he said to me, don't, you know, listen, you, you can stay here in my patio anytime. Mm -hmm. You don't need to pay for hotels and everything, you know? Yeah. And so he's got... Or, or did have the most wonderful lemon tree. Yeah? And he said, don't worry, we'd set you up with some beautiful new sheets and you just play your guitar and there you are in a patio and it's 40, 44 degrees. And so, you, you know, 
So you're in the shade. You don't need any at night. You don't need anything. That reminds me of a book that you got for me. Um, was it through the lemons? Uh, driving driving to, over lemons. Driving over lemons. Lemons, yeah. Lemons are obviously very popular f from the region. Yeah, they're popular for a number of reasons. Um, more for decoration. Yeah. Most people like one, growing one in their garden. Yeah. Yeah, but weren't you afraid while you're sleeping one of the lemons <laughs> fall over your guitar well, or over actually, your head? Yeah, it's funny you say that. They do come down. <laughs> But they're not as bad as they're not as dangerous as the oranges because yeah. they grow to a very large <laughs> yeah. size and they do come down. So yeah. while you were sleeping, one of the levels. Yeah, they, you know, I can handle that, but you not can one, handle the but not one of these classic oranges. They can that can be like a cannonball yeah. when that comes down. <laughs> and of course, in true Marcos fashion, you like to start a huerga when you can. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that one? Well, I mean, I I, I went to um, a bar, uh, La Uva Rock, and some boys said to me, oh, you know, can, can you play the guitar then? And I mm. said, well, yeah, you know. I can I, try. But I haven't got my guitar with me. Oh. And they gave you something that you didn't like, probably. So I, I said, well, don't worry, I'll go and ask if we can get this one off the wall. Now, you know these kind of guitars that oh, are just yeah. on the wall? So yeah. get the one. So we start off. They're not good at it. No. And then he says, the boys say, no, no, no. He says, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get a proper guitar. This is no good at all. Right? Yeah? Okay. I imagine it wasn't. Yeah. So off they go in their car. They come back. Then we start off. Then some more people come. Then some more people come. And then some people come from a festival in, in La Puebla, another place we'll be talking about yeah. soon. Yeah? And... Um, before we know it, woof, more and more, more and more and more, more people gather. And I think, woof, yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're going to give you a, a wonderful picture um, of a little boy that they brought and put on a chair to play the guitar. Aww. And my wife, Frida, drew a picture of, of it, yeah. And it was a massive gathering. And <clears throat> I thought, carve. I've got to stop doing this and keep just causing disruptions. But, but, but I don't think you've done it for years now, have you? No, I haven't. No. Yeah, you mm. need to start. Is this when, when you met Andorano? No, I've met Andorano many times. I mean, Andorano, if you go on, on YouTube, he's one of the greats of Morong. Um, he's a, a, a brilliant dancer, a brilliant singer. And I, I, not so many years ago, I, I recently played a little cigarilla for him mm. to see. And he's, uh, you told me he's the son of Joselero. Have we spoken yeah. about? Have we no, I mean, because Joselero was a man who just goes around um, selling uh, goods, but was also a brilliant flamenco artist, yeah? So he was ambulante. He just goes around um, to different houses. Yeah. Um, Joselero is, if you go to Morong, uh, go to the tourist office, you will see many images of Joselero because he was he's a legend of Morong. Yeah. Humble man that could sing flamenco in a very, very profound way with with Diego del Gasco playing for him. And you've met him? No, no, he's before my time. He's yeah. Yeah. But you've met I met, his, I met his son, yes. What is he like? Oh he's yeah, but he's very strict. I mean if if, is he, he, if uh, people aren't playing correctly is he another um what is this actor that we like 
What men call actor? Ah, that's in all the films and yeah. things. Oh God, you throw me. Now. Is he another Antonio Gaddis? Antonio Gaddis, yes. Yeah, so I thought you were thinking of someone else. Yeah, no, he, he is very like that. You know, Only with music. You either do it properly or don't do it at all. Is that what he yeah, says? Yeah, and we, we've seen him in bars showing people, no, 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 this is how it how it goes. Yeah, but Marcos, doesn't that kind of... This is a discipline. Yeah, but that destroys the mood. Well, no, flamenco has to be done properly or not at all. Or not at all. Well, if someone says, okay, I won't do it, it walks off. Oh, fine. <laughs> well, you will be okay with that. Yeah. God. Uh, another bar we're going to talk about. Or a bar owner, uh, yeah. even, uh, who you took to the gazpacho. Well, yeah. Or did you, did, yeah, you took him to the gazpacho. No, I, I took him to, to the gazpacho, and it was quite funny in a way. Yeah, but le- t- tell us who you're talking about. Lolly. And she she's she's closed her bar now, but she uh, was so excited. And what was interesting is they'd moved the gazpacho to outside the town hall, and all the chairs were lined up. So it was very different to what it always used to be like. So I was there, and she was she brought all her own food and drink and everything. Yeah, and then I start on the side talking to Nino. And then we get, or he's talking to me, security. No, no, no talking allowed. No talking allowed. We're thinking this is a flamenco festival. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, a very different experience. But of course, I have actually, <clears throat> something I didn't mention to you, um, I've been on a coach leaving Seville going to Moron. And the coach driver says, Oh, you're going to the gazpacho? Yeah. Then there's another man on the coach. Oh, you're going to the gazpacho? <laughs> oh, I'm a famous flamenco singer. I've been booked to come back and, and, and perform. Oh, no, you, you help me. You, you know. And then, you know, within about a, a day, I'd sort of become his sort of manager. Do you, but who <laughs> says I am famous, though? No, I uh, know. So he'd been booked and he said, now, I need you to, I only do cash, you have to go to the town hall, represent me, get everything sorted Why, out. Because things should work like that. You know, but the best bit was yeah. that, that you were like, because you know about the capos in Flamenco, yeah. number three, four, five. We're, we're in the concert, and he says to me, tell the guitarist I want it at number three, the capo, right? Yeah, Marcos, and I said, can't you do yes. this? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> and he says, no, no, no. You you deal with this. Right? So who is this famous? The most well, I famous? can't think of his name. Well, there you go. So he's so famous, you don't even. Well, I can't. What there's too many names flying around him. You know? Too many names. I can give you a picture though, if you want it. Yes, to watch, I would like to see who that is. Yeah. Because we don't know the name, do we? No, we don't. Well, um, right, and uh, this is a fresh story, I suppose, because it happened only last summer. Yeah. What are you thinking of now then? I mean, something as per your notes, something that happened last summer. Oh, yeah. I mean, we <clears throat> we had an idea to play for uh, a singer who's related to the man who first opened all the the original Café Cantantes in Sevilla in the 19th century. So he's related to Silvario. And we, we went to this bar and we performed 
but we had a little bit of difficulty with the police not liking this and saying, no, you can't, you can't do Flamenco here. And we thought, well, it's the only the afternoon, what's wrong with that? But they said, no, so we, we gave it our best shot and we're going to give you a very nice photograph uh, from that uh, of me, of me performing. Yeah, and why is it called Reta Maris? Does Reta it mean Mari. anything? Well, Reta Mari. I'll let you because you're, you're. So Mari C. Yeah, Reta Mari. Opposites? No, it's like protection. Yeah, protection. Pro you know. Protection of the sea. Yes. Doesn't make sense to me. Is it like a gate to the sea? What Reta, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is the pantano? The pantano is a reservoir. Uh, and it's the best place if you want to go to Morong and meet real flamenco people and have very cheap food and go to the Pantano. And there's a wonderful uh, restaurant down there where you won't pay very much money and yeah. you'll meet some very interesting people. And what happened to you there on one of the most interesting visits? Well, I mean, <laughs> my wife wanted some uh, colouring pencils because yeah. she's an artist yeah. and the owner of, of this bar said and she said I can't get anywhere don't you worry and the people are so good he said you come with me I'm going to go in my car I'm going to take you to a and she said but it's Sunday nothing will be open don't worry we'll find a shop we will open we will find a shop to, to get you the, the material the artistic materials you need and off she went and comes back yeah and what you would like is they have the most amazing raffle there in the Pantano, where you can win God knows what, you know? Absolutely incredible stuff. Uh, now, of course, what we haven't mentioned is somebody that you know, mm -hmm. uh, the current big artist of Morong, Ignacio. Yeah. Ignacio de Amparo and his brother Paco de Amparo, who I know very well, and I know Amparo, their mother, very well. <laughs> <laughs> and I've met her many times in, in Ignacio's shoe shop. They are both um, very great guitarists. <clears throat> and of course, with, with, with Paco and Ignacio, they formed groups many years ago and won all these awards and called it Song de la Frontera. And this won the World Music Award. They, they came over to England and everything. because And so you, you have to play a track of that. Well, if I can find it, because sometimes... Oh, no, no, I, I, I guarantee that will not be a problem. Now, I look forward to this part, I think, the most, because we're going to talk about um, one of the cafe cantantes of Seville. Why are we talking about Seville when we talk about Morong? Because Morong is in Seville province, and flamenco transferred from Cadiz, as we yeah. talked about, and then it became formalised in Seville with these, what they were called, cafe cantantes. Now, if you imagine, if you went to one of these places in the 19th century, in the 19th century as did even the, the Prime Minister of England, Disraeli, they, they didn't do just flamenco. You had circus acts, all kinds of exotic animals. It, it was a complete, you know, everything sort of thing. Yeah? But it was the beginning of flamenco artists becoming professionals, in other words, and the, the cafe the, cantante means, uh, um, I guess, a sort of a cafe with program. Yeah, yeah. 
So like you, an entertainment cafe. Entertainment, yeah. So you paid, you know, I mean, I don't know whether they were doing Pesetta then or, <laughs> or, or Realis, one Reali or something. But goodness knows what. But it, it included your drink and a whole load of people, possibly a magician. <laughs> Marcus, I just, I somehow I imagine. No, seriously, exotic uh, yeah. animals uh, and then some flamenco artists as part of it. Um, In the mix. In the mix, and the man who invented was was Silverio, and some of his descendants are the are the people that you. It's incredible. When I go around Morong, I meet a man, and he must be so many generations on, but he looks identical <laughs> to, <laughs> to Silverio. Yeah, it's, so uh, that's one of. You, did yeah. he become your friend then, this man? Yeah, I do know him very and we well. Talk, uh, did he kind of show you a little bit of the background history of how? The cafes were introduced. No, no. The weird thing is, he he, he never talks really much about the flamenco. Um, Even he, though he's from the, the only region. thing he ever says is that oh, he's hoping to go to some uh, other village to see uh, a, a a fiesta, something like that. Yeah. But he never talks about his ancestors. In that you one. say you know a few descendants. Well, no. I mean, obviously, in the summer last July, I played for literally. The great, 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 whatever <laughs> grandson of this man, yeah, and we performed uh, for him. So Silverio, in my opinion, was a bit of an entrepreneur. Yes, who started yeah. Cafe Cantantes. Yeah, he's an early day uh, promoter. Yeah, do Cafe Cantantes because he exist? came from Italy. Yeah, with a name like Silverio, you would yeah. think. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, and we'll probably have people no, writing no. to say that. Anyone from right. Italy, please. <laughs> Anyone from our Italian audience, you can correct us. Yeah. Um, uh, but do Cafe Cantantes exist today and happen? what happens in places like that? Well, no, I mean, what what's happened is in places like Madrid, you have flamenco nightclubs. Yeah. Uh, in the rest of Andalusia, you have what are called the Peña, Peña Flamenco, which yeah. are clubs. Uh, you do have things, places that put on shows for tourists. So it's all changed a lot. And then, of course, what we've got what we're talking about in Morong is the outdoor festivals. Yeah. The You know, things like the Gaspastrum or the Potaji de Utrera. And mentioning Utrera, we should possibly maybe play a track of Fernanda de Utrera used to come to Morong a lot, or Gaspar de Utrera. Gaspar. Yeah. Or we should mention Bambino. Bambino de Utrera. Yeah. These are these are famous people. Now, um, what I was thinking of doing is, I'm thinking of ending often a little story for you. Would you like this? Because you're a broadcaster, and uh, I'm sure you'd like a, a broadcast story. But I mean, everything we do is stories. In, in <coughs> well, way. yeah. Anyway, I was in Morong, and they said, "Would you come to uh, Radio Morong, our studios?" which at that time were right next door to Ignacio's uh, shoe shop and just come in, talk about, it's amazing, you're putting on this festival in, in, in Oxford, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Very nice people. Well, we get there, two presenters, and obviously... Different to the radio that you in, yes, uh, yeah, in yeah, uh, Jimena. Yeah, 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 much bigger. Yeah. And so we're talking about uh, flamenco and we, we played a little bit and all the rest. So it's all being conducted, obviously not in English, in, in, in Castellano and Andalou. So the man says to me, the main man says, now, Marcos, what do you think 
is the most important thing about flowing. I said, well, Cameroon said, transmitting or no transmitting. And the presenter comes back and he goes, ah, and then talks in English, ah, to be or not to be. <laughs> so much for joining us for yet another episode of Flamenco Attitude. So happy that we keep bringing you... Marcos never runs out of stories. That's for sure. I always think one day I'll catch him out. He won't have a story, but he has a story for everything. Don't worry, though. I will challenge him on a lot of things. Until the next time, whether you listen to, play, or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat. <laughs>